Welcome, welcome. Come on in. This is going to be a little different today, at least has the potential to be, because I'm going to be talking about something that can be controversial. It certainly is not in a bad way, but it's something that in my circles of health and wellness industry people, we will sometimes get in conversations on this. And I have a little different take than a lot of folks. And I'm looking forward after I share this, what your take is, what your beliefs are around this. I would love for you to to share those with me out on social media or email me or whatever. So we'll get into that. I'm going to give you the premise and then we're going to dive into it. So the concept is do not try to optimize your wellness. Now, I'm not talking about not prioritizing your wellness because we believe wellness is very important. In fact, I believe it is the basis, the foundation that gives you the physical energy, the feel good, the the clarity of mind, the capability to enjoy life and do everything that you want to do that you're called to do. But with that being said, do not try to optimize your wellness. So we're going to talk about that and why you might be falling for it and some signs that you might be falling for it without even knowing it. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. So let's talk optimization. How do you know if you're falling for it? How is this philosophy hurting you? And instead, how will real wellness beliefs help you? So we've talked, we've kind of established that, yeah, wellness is really important. Your wellness, it's an important aspect of your life. In my mind, personally, it is the second most important next to my spiritual journey. But even so, I don't try to optimize it. And here, let me give you some signs that you're falling for the optimization thought. If you are confused between whether it's optimal to do keto or paleo or vegan or vegetarian or carnivore or low carb, then you're falling for optimization. If you are thinking you need to go hard or go home with your workouts every time, if you're feeling guilty on a day that you skip your workout, if you're not starting to eat better because, well, what's the point since you can't follow it perfectly anyway? Oh, this one's good. If you have 10 wellness gadgets that you've bought and are not using, or you have 10 wellness apps on your phone that you are not using, you wake up feeling amazing until your sleep app tells you that you didn't sleep well. You hear of a new wellness idea, whether it's, let's just give, go through some, IV therapy, cold plunge, cryotherapy, infrared sauna, medicinal herbs, salt lamps, a friend going on a week-long or month-long meditation retreat. And instead of you having a calm curiosity about, oh, well, that sounds interesting. You know, I, I wonder about that. And, and you look at it as a possibility for you. Instead of a calm curiosity, there's a tension of, oh, no, I'm missing out. I'll be less than my best if I don't do all of these. If you think, 
I cannot take time to exercise or sleep or eat well or manage my stress because it will take away from the rest of my life. It's either wellness or work. It's either relationships or wellness. It's one or the other showing there's a belief that these practices have to be at a certain optimal level to benefit you or not do them at all. When you look at the system of your life, and we're going to talk about systems as it relates to optimization in a minute. When you look at your life overall, it becomes both and is how you want it to be, that you're both a hard worker and someone who prioritizes wellness. So what is optimization? I've been using this term. What do I even mean by that? This comes from a theory of constraints model in business. Uh, Goldratt has business novels and books on this. And what I'm using, pulling from this concept is I'm comparing your life and the areas of your life with a company. So hang with me on this. There's an old management philosophy that you can improve the performance of a company as a whole by individually improving the performance of its individual parts. So the marketing, the sales, the research, the product development, the customer service, the employee engagement, the building maintenance, the strategic partnerships, the finances, whatever, that all of those areas, if you optimize each of them, voila, your company is optimized. So that's from Theory of Constraints. If you are a business junkie, feel free to go read about that. So no, it is not 100% parallel, but when you think about life this way, you think about money, body, mind, emotions, relationships, time management, spirit, your stuff, your house, whatever. And the thought is that you would optimize each of those areas. And when you optimize each of those areas, you're living your maximum potential. But in business and in your life, isolated improvements or local optimization actually prevents real growth or global optimization. And global optimization is the term for it's best for the system as a whole. So I'm going to walk us through three examples just so you get a sense of what I mean by this philosophy. So in physical activity, if you take the optimization approach you're missing out on the on the truth, on the fact. There's plenty of research that shows what I'm about to share with you, that there is a diminishing return on your health improvements. So when you exercise, your resting heart rate, your immune system, your muscle mass, all those health improvements, if you are sedentary and you go exercise, you go walk 30 minutes a day, you're going from, and I'm just going to use levels, these are not specific levels, but just for demonstration purposes. If you're sedentary, you're at level zero. There's no health improvements. You go walk 30 minutes a day, you go from level zero to level five. You double your walking time. You walk an hour a day instead of walking 30 minutes a day. You go from level five to level six. You don't go from level five to level 10. You go from level five to level six. And then let's say instead of walking an hour a day, you're going to train for a 10K or you're going to do high intensity interval training. Now you're moving from a level six to a level seven or level eight. You're still not doubling it. Whereas when you went from sedentary to walking 30 minutes a day, your health improvements doubled. So you are getting additional health improvements. And I remember talking with a colleague about this, and he said, you know, why don't we want people to get the maximum potential that they can in their health improvements? Why aren't we going for their absolute best? Or in this or in these terms, why aren't we optimizing? 
Well, it's because, yes, you do get extra protection on disease risk or you do get better immune protection. You get more muscle mass. You get all these other things with more hours a week of training. And if that's your pleasure, great, go for it. If that is time that you're also getting with family or coworkers, great, go for it. If it's what you need to help you relieve stress at a different level, great, go for it. I'm not saying don't do it. But in that conversation with him, it was the level that you're asking people to do to get that ultimate optimal place you're talking about 30 to 40 hours a week of exercise training. That is not optimal for their system of life as a whole. And so then what do they end up doing if you say, okay, you're going to need to exercise 30 to 40 hours a week to get this level. It's all or none at that point. You're presenting to them all or none. And that's where a lot of in this industry that a lot of the all or none thinking comes from is that, you know, we as healthcare practitioners and 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 trainers and so forth have said it's like we get so excited about, wow, look how amazing you can be in your physical activity. We forget that, oh wait, if you're going from sedentary or maybe you're walking 30 minutes a day and now you want to add in strength training, we're you know, don't try to go to the top level. Don't try to become a bodybuilder in, unless that is what is going to give you pleasure and enjoyment and it, it's feeding another part of your life to do that. So that's physical activity example. So now let's move on to nutrition. This was from a study that came out of Vanderbilt Medical Center on cancer risk. And it, in this study, it was shown that eight vegetable and fruit servings significantly decreased and could in some cases for skin cancer could even reverse some skin cancer. However, this did not mean that from one serving to seven servings, there was zero impact. That study did not show that, oh, well, if you have two servings and that's all, you might as well have none. Or if you have seven, that you might as well have none. It's either eight or none. You know, it's eight. Optimal is eight or none. But even with eight, quote unquote, optimal, well, you could still keep improving, quote unquote, on that. At some point, though, there would be so many vegetables that there's no room for other foods. And now also you're setting yourself up for a vitamin A toxicity. I remember once I was doing a lot of juicing, which great if you want to juice. I'm still juice some. Um, but I was doing it so much, I was optimizing it. My skin started turning orange because I was headed toward a vitamin A toxicity. You can also end up with too much fiber so that minerals are not absorbed. So optimizing where you're constantly doing more and more and more and more and more of something could actually hurt you. Even on the fitness piece, if you keep doing more and more and more, there is a point of overtraining and you reverse those fitness improvements. Let's take another one that is from a stress management standpoint, meditation. In some studies, and I've talked about this in a previous episode of 20 to 30 minutes a day over six months showed a 25% decrease in cortisol. That's your major stress hormone. More than that, here's what was interesting, more than that did not show a measurable difference. So if you're trying to optimize, you would be tempted to meditate longer and go on more meditation retreats, when in reality, you don't necessarily have to do that. So how do all of these impact your life as a whole? 
as a global optimization. A little is good. A lot is not necessarily better because that's something we fall into is, oh, if a little bit's good, then a lot must be better. Not necessarily. I was working with a client who's always loved doing HIIT workouts, high-intensity interval training. Right now, her knees are saying, nope, we can't do that right now. And she felt like walking was nothing, so she didn't do anything for a while. And then she noticed that her wellness and her health were beginning to get impacted. It was this sense of optimized or nothing, and that mentality hurts us. Similarly, the client who taught me about the micro-commitment, and this was where someone was knitting in the gym in the lobby of the gym. And I was teasing her saying, hey, you know, the fitness equipment's over there. And she was like, I'm exhausted, but it's it's my day to be here. So I'm here. She had made a micro commitment of coming in and at least being there. And most of the time that ended up meaning that she did some type of workout and sometimes even her full workout. But previous to that, she had always had these grand plans about working out. And it became, if I can't do my optimal, I'm not going to do anything. And so she wouldn't come at all. So what do you do about this? What do you do with this philosophy? A friend of mine, Deborah Johnson, has a, she's a musician and she also is, has a halfers model related to making pivots when you're in midlife. And As a musician, she talks about having faders on a soundboard, and this is where you raise one person or raise one instrument's volume and you lower somebody else's, and and you work this out so you end up getting a nice balance of sound that you want. And she takes that and applies it to life that you turn up or down each area of your life as life calls for it at that time. So to be effective long-term, though, in my mind, you cannot turn off wellness. You can't turn off the wellness fader. You can't turn off the wellness knob. If you do that, you are going to end up in trouble. But on the other hand, it doesn't mean that you need to eat perfectly. Of course, eating perfect actually does not exist. And you don't have to become a competitive bodybuilder and a marathon runner and have the flexibility of of a gymnast while meditating two hours a day and journaling an hour a day and whatever other physical, mental, emotional practices you want to throw into that bucket. You can do all of those things if you want. Just make sure that they are creating a global optimization for you in your life, not a local optimization that's actually hurting your life overall. Now, you may think, oh, that's not me. I'm not, I am not at risk of overdoing it. I've effectively turned off the wellness knob on that soundboard. So I have a question for you. Is that because you've still believed that message of trying to optimize? That it's been like the woman who, you know, she liked doing the high-intensity training and didn't think walking counted, and so she did nothing. So look at your goals. Look at your short-term and long-term goals overall for your life. This is really the core of the wellness, the real wellness philosophy here, is you look at those goals and let's say that they are to think better and to feel better. Then you ask, what will help me think better now, feel better now, and tomorrow and next month? If the goal is to live your maximum life, You have to prioritize your wellness. There's no doubt about that. And when you look at a wellness activity, it should be inspiring, but not overwhelming. One of the ways I like to phrase this is it should make you go, oh, yeah, instead of, yeah, right. You know, if if you look at a particular wellness activity and you go, yeah, right, 
you may be comparing it to the optimized version of it. Whereas if you go, oh, yeah, then that means it's resonating with you for you and your life. And it's also something that seems doable for you because you've got this, oh, yeah, mentality with it. So what do you do with your body, your food, your water, your movement, your sleep? What do you do with your mind? And you take those areas and you go for the things that make you go, oh, yeah. And it's the intersection of what's enough to reach your goal to make you you like if thinking great and feeling great is your general goal. You know, what's enough to help you reach that goal that you will enjoy and that will enhance all the other areas of your life. So that's your challenge is to find that intersection. And you don't have to struggle alone to find out what to do for your wellness. It's what I help my clients with. So feel free, reach out for a Get Started Feeling Great session. We'll get you started finding what will help you feel great. And the cost is on me. So just let's do this. Let's just email me, sherry at theverio.life.com, S-H-E-R-I at T-H-E-V-I-R-E-O life.com to get your session scheduled. Let's get you going on that. And let's get you going, oh yeah, instead of yeah, right. I don't want you falling into the optimization. I want you to find what is going to work for you globally in your life. Can't wait to talk to you next week about health and wellness in the workplace. Go make it a great week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.